Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Healing Journeys Today and the Heartbeat, heartbeat, heartbeat. Show. Well, I say Healing Journeys because that's the main platform. It's like, yes, it it's is. like NBC and we're like, you know, the Hollywood Squares. We're on Oh, NBC. my God. You have to say something more current. No, I'm sticking with my The age. Hollywood Squares. I like the Hollywood Squares. And uh, oh I, well, look, nobody, well, maybe there's somebody that's 20 watching there, this. You never know. That's 20 watching. There might be, but but I don't know if there's anybody 59 watching. Probably not. Hi, everybody. How you 50s. doing? I'm Butch Hartman. This is Julianne. We are here to talk about marriage and relationship issues as it pertains to healing. We're here to heal, uh, help you get healed in your physical body, but also get healed in your marriage as well, yes. or your relationship. Maybe you're on your way to marriage. Maybe you've been through a bunch of relationships and just don't know yep. how to figure it out. Listen, we're not perfect. Do we have it all figured out? No, but we have been married for almost 30 years. In fact, in two months. I know. I can't believe it. In May of 2022, we'll be married for 30 years. That's right. Not 20 years, not 25 years, but 30 years. Right? Yeah. So today's a really great day. We um, had a little snafu at home with a water main pipe. On that, Sunday, check this out. Yeah. Sunday, we're out doing yard work, which was a rare thing in anyway. A, in the backyard. We're in the backyard of our house. And uh, we, we've been home from church for like two hours. We're doing work. It's like three hours in. We're doing this yard work. Let's go to the front of the house and do some yard work. So we go to the front of the house and I hear this gurgling sound. Like, what is that? Turns out a water main had busted outside of our house on the on the right side of our house. Thankfully, it was gushing away from the house. But it was a gusher. It, it was, was like gushing. It was like Noah's yeah. flood. And a pipe had burst from underneath the ground and was just spraying water everywhere. Before we get the before we get the water shut off, it had been running for five hours, this water. And so we ended up yeah. uh, getting uh, the thing fixed. Finally, our dear yes. friend uh, Juan came over and fixed our house for us. It was crazy, us. but what was so, what was interesting was is that we had no water for two days, two full days. We had to shut the water so, off in the house till the pipes so got like fixed. like the night, so Sunday night, yep. and all then day Monday, all day Monday, all day Tuesday. Yep. And um, then by Tuesday night, we got water. So, so we, had, yeah. we, we went and bought a ton of water at the store. So we were brushing our teeth and washing our hair with bottles of water, which was a unique experience. But hey, so we, you know, hey, listen, you got to adjust right to whatever is going on. And um, and that's just the way it is, which and brings so, us to our message today. Yes, Adjusting to what's going on. No, it's calling renewing your marriage mind. We've been uh, doing a lot of studying lately about the renewal of the mind. Yeah. And in the book of Romans, I think it's Romans. It says uh, you're restored yes. by the you're restored. Well, Romans 12, too. Yeah. You're transformed yeah. by the renewing of your mind. Let me just say something. Everybody wants blessings from the Lord. Everybody wants um an amazing life from the Lord. Everybody wants healing from the and Lord. You have all that. You have that's all of all, that. That's all part of it. But none of it comes unless the mind is renewed. This is true. Jesus says that uh, when he's talking, and I use this example all the time now for some reason, but Jairus's daughter, when she's dead, and Jairus and Jesus, Jairus and Jesus, there's a couple names, they're going to go heal Jairus's daughter. And Jairus is getting very bent out of shape because all these people keep coming up saying, don't worry, don't bother, she's already right. dead. Don't trouble Jesus, she's already dead. But Jesus turns to Jairus and says, don't be afraid, only believe. So you have to only believe in Jesus in order to receive all the blessings of Jesus. But that's the part that people get hung up on is the believing part. It's the believing. And unless you can believe that these things are true, even, even if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, the, uh, the Bible says. 
faith is a mustard seed. Faith is belief. It's, well, it's it doesn't a, it's take a, much. Doesn't take much. It's just a mustard seed. It's it's smaller it's, than this. Someone gave trust. me a mustard seed the other day. Yeah, what we it's we tiny, tiny, tiny. But it's it's trust. So can you trust? Can you trust God to for His promises? Can you trust God for your life? Can you trust giving Him all your problems? Can you trust? Can you trust that? And the answer is yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Can you trust? Can you give him everything? But the the only, okay, so the drawback to all this is, is that a lot of times we get up in here so much and there's so much going on up there and we might really know a lot of scripture. We might have memorized a lot of scripture and we could be super Christian, right? Um, but the the word didn't get planted in the heart. So really what you end up having is a lot of head knowledge. You have a lot of head knowledge and you have a lot of which um, is good, but it's gotta be it's gotta be a heart knowledge. It's gotta be mm -hmm. a knowing on the inside of you. Mm -hmm. Um all these things. And yes, you are blessed. Like just let's stop there. Like, you know, blessed are you. Blessed are you. Blessed are you. You're blessed. You're blessed. Mm -hmm. You're blessed. You're blessed when they come, when people come and say horrible, mean things about you. You're blessed coming into the city and out of the city. You're blessed in the country and out of the country. You're blessed wherever you go because you have, if you are in Christ, then the blessing is in you constantly. So that's, let's get that out of the way. And I think that that's something that we should, you know, really expound upon is that you are blessed. You're not trying to get blessed. You are blessed. If you're on here and you've already accepted Christ as your savior, mm -hmm. then you are blessed. And you're not okay, trying to... So we're just stopping that right there. Right. Don't go any further. Yeah, but no, you're blessed. And you're not trying to get God to move because God has already moved on your behalf. Your job is to increase the level of belief until it becomes not just a belief, like Julianne said, but a knowing. Knowing, for example, if I'm driving by a big, beautiful house and I'm going, I believe that one day I'm going to have that house. And it's like, wow, yeah. I drive by it every single day and I confess, I'm going to, I believe I'm going to have that house. Now, I believe I'm going to have the house, but I know I don't have it. I know I, it's not my house. It's somebody else's living there. There's and a sign you might front. say, like, look, I know my finances. There's no way yep. I'm going to get that house. But then someday, the time comes where you can afford that house and you put that down payment or you buy it cash or whatever. And you step into that house that first day and you know for a fact that that is your house legally. You got a piece of paper right. in your hand that says, this is my house. You need to know that the beliefs and promises of the Lord or, or the, the, excuse me, the uh, promises of the Lord are real. You need to know it when you know it, because when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Not when you hear the truth. Hearing the truth can set you free. Absolutely. I'm not saying it doesn't. You can hear the truth. But it's that knowing that it will really, really it's, set you free. Right. So, and it, yeah. it is. And it knowing is. the truth does set you free. Don't get it's, me wrong. But the knowing means believing the truth. But it's what we do know. Because he says that that that's, that's exactly what he says. Mm -hmm. In that day, you'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking for so many things on the outside to set us free. You know, sometimes it's medication, sometimes it's uh, counseling, sometimes it's whatever it could be, mm -hmm. um, you know, just people around you or whatever. Like, I don't know what it could, what else I could. Whatever, right whatever, wherever you put your trust and whatever authority, whether yeah. it's a doctor, a political person, a policeman, your spouse, whoever it is, you know, let's go back. To, we're trying to relate this to marriage because you cannot have a strong, healthy marriage or relationship unless you know that your spouse is loyal and trustworthy and unless you absolutely know and yeah. believe that the Lord has given you exactly what he said he's given you. You can't be second guessing Jesus every day going, am I really blessed? 
Does my wife, like, what if I was second guessing her every day? Is my wife really being loyal to me? If I was suspicious every day that, would that be she horrible. was, she was having an affair. So are you having any affairs or anything like that? Do you have time to have it? I don't have any time. Yeah. Do you God. have any time? There's like, no way. And I know you don't either. And after not having a shower for two days. Probably, I definitely don't have any time. Yeah. yeah I, I actually got the time. shower today. It was so great. My shower yeah. came back on. But listen, what do you um, believe about yourself, your spouse, your marriage, and the Lord? I mean, it really has to go. Uh, you have to put those things in categories. What do you believe about the Lord? Well, Jesus loves me. Do you really believe that? Well, do you okay, really so, believe he so, loves you? Right. So what does that mean? Jesus loves me. Yeah. Jesus so loved the world mm -hmm. that he gave his son. But it's that. But, you know, it's not just about, do you know this? Do you know that? It's not right. that at all. Right. What it is, is it's it's a constantly like we have to have the word in our face constantly mm -hmm. so that we are not bombarded by what the world system says. And that is the bottom line. We're very easily led astray because our it's it's our uh, it's it's the well, first of all, the world is obviously more tangible when you are not staying in. OK, so when you're not uh, praying in the spirit, taking spending time in the word, spending time just with the Lord, that means you're doing something else, which is might be that you're doing something that's in the world. So are those things that you're doing way more than what you're doing with the Lord by spending time with him in worship with him, praising him, um, sweet, reading his word, um, you know, whatever that might be, however you spend time with the Lord, because spiritual things are spiritual and natural things are natural. Now it doesn't mean that you don't live in a natural world and go to work and do all that stuff. Yes. But what do you keep in the midst of like right here in your face? You know, remember it's like, he says that, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. And, you know, Curry Blake said this the other day, and I'm like, boy, that is so true. He's like, why are we looking for people to pray for us for peace? When he says, when your mind is stayed on me, you will be in perfect peace. Because he's the prince of Right. So peace. what I'm saying is it's not that it's not my prayer for you. It's your mind that staying on him is what brings you the peace. But, but you know, that will translate into your marriage and relationships when you realize that he is the Prince of Peace. But you have to know that, guys. You can't be going, Jesus loves me, Jesus loves me. Oh, my gosh, my bills. Oh, my gosh, my medical situation. Yes, I understand. Those can be realities. And it's very easy to go there. Those can very jump up. In, easy. They can jump up in your face. They can scare you. And we completely get it. We've been there ourselves. But... When you know that you know that you know that the Lord is your Savior, that when you know that God's given you the power to get wealth, wealth, Deuteronomy 8.18, when you know that by his stripes you are healed, when you begin to know all that and renew your marriage mind, like we're talking about, your marriage is going to get stronger. Because if I know that the Lord loves me, and if I know um, that that I don't, if I don't have any fear, here's the thing, it all comes down to fear as well. If I don't have any fear, I'm not going to get angry because anger stems from fear because you're afraid you're not being heard. You're afraid you're being disrespected. If I'm in fear, I won't I won't be listening to her. I'll be suspicious of her. Yeah. I'll be angry at her. But if I'm not in fear, if I'm in perfect peace, because perfect love casts out fear. If I'm in perfect love with him, I won't have any fear. Yeah, I'm going to know that the Lord loves me. And thereby, I'm going to love her no matter what she says or does. You and know, I just want you to sense. know that it's not just but saying that you got to know the Lord loves you and he loves me. He loves you. Oh, that's He loves I, yeah. you. I just want to make sure that you all know that. He loves you because even in John 
can I trust you for this relationship? You know, our daughters, for example, we have two young daughters. They're not young well, anymore. They're not, little they're not little kids, but they're way younger than me. They're 26 and 24. But they have been waiting for a long time for their proper mate to show up. And yeah. in spite of all the Instagram and all the social media and all their friends dating and breaking up and dating and breaking up, they were so tempted to begin dating people, but they never did because they were trusting in the Lord to begin to deliver their, their uh, proper mate to them. And we kept saying, just be patient. God's got the perfect person for you. And what do you want? So they would make lists. Exactly. What do you want? Because listen, the Bible says you walk by faith, not by sight. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse uh, 7. Walk by faith, not by sight. You don't go by what everybody else is going by. You go by what you know. I know the yeah. Lord's got the right person for me. I'm going to trust the Lord. That's a way to renew your mind too. A way to renew your mind is being to trust the Lord as opposed to trusting yourself. A lot of us want to do things according to our flesh. My flesh really wants to eat this right now. Okay, fine. If you're hungry, I guess you can eat it. But maybe I'm going to trust in the Lord to give me some control over my appetite. And I'm not going to be tempted by that food anymore. And I'm going to I'm going to ask for deliverance from this. And I'm just going to direct my mind into some other place. That's also how you renew your mind. But how do you renew yeah. your mind toward your marriage? Are you guys having a difficult marriage or a difficult relationship? How do you renew your mind well, toward that? Okay, so if you're mad at each other, like I've been mad at you many times and you've been mad at me I don't remember any of those yeah, times no. ever but so i could either i can either meditate on what he made what what made me mad or i can meditate on the things that god says like you know um when you find a wife you find a good thing so i'm like no wait i'm a good thing for him i'm not a bad thing for him right and i'm going to honor and respect him the way that I'm supposed to. So I'm going to behave to. like a good thing. Right. And I'm the same way. And so he's going to do the same for me. So if yep. you can, but I know that, listen, you're going to be pissed off at your spouse. I get it. I understand. So you're like, really? I got to stop thinking well, you're, about you're together. how mad I am at him right now yep. yeah. or her. Could you ever be mad at this face? Guys, look at this. I mean, seriously, how could you be mad at this? I don't understand. How? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, you know, it's like, yeah, but if you can, and again, it doesn't usually just like, it's not your default, right? At all. It, what your default is, it's like, how could he do that? How, what, you know, why is he trying? Like, why are you hurting me? Like, what did I do? You know, you, you make me so mad. Well, I'm just saying nice things right Let now. Let me go back now. Why, really mean things. why do people get mad? We get mad because we feel as though we're not being respected or, or not heard or not heard. And yeah. that comes from fear. Because listen to this. Yeah, but it, there are no, times but, when you're not you're not listening. Not no, you, but I'm saying when a no, spouse listen, is not but listening. But the point is, whether the spouse is listening or not, if your identity and your belief is in Christ, it won't matter to you so much if your spouse isn't listening because you know that there's going to be a time where they will. And you will not let your heart. See, God, Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. So when your heart is troubled, that's when you get into fear. And and fear brings anger. It brings rage. It brings uh, depression. It brings all these things. Right. And because the, what is strife, there's every. And what does the enemy work. want to do? He wants to put fear in your life twenty four seven. And we want oh. to take that fear away by putting the word in there. Yeah, and I just want to add something. Whoever came up with the doctrine that the devil was not real and the devil doesn't exist on this earth is 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 in so much trouble someday. Uh, when they go be with Jesus, because and because what they're doing is they are leading so many people astray. People are are 
not even realize they're they're blaming God for the bad things because they're saying that there is no devil. This is just a little side note. Anyway, that's a lie from the pit of hell. That is what we call doctrines of devils, that anybody would convince somebody that the devil does not exist what is the, what and is that the, God is the one that does the bad things. What, what in the heck? Who does that? Who says that? Why does the Bible say that um, your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion? Yeah, I want, I'm seeking I, to be made about. I'd like to know myself. I don't know, but yeah. maybe someday people I will like to write the Bible. Yeah, people like to write their own versions of the Bible. I'd like to get into that conversation someday with someone that says that because that makes me so mad. But anyway, um, there are times where you maybe you're not listening to me. It's like, okay, there's been times where we're like in an argument and I'm so mad, right? And I don't want to say the wrong thing. Who seems the most mad right now? No, I'm way? passionate. I'm, ask, I'm not I'm mad. I'm asking the no, audience. No, 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 no. This is passion. Oh, it's different. Yeah, okay, it's very I, different. Well, so listen. So I am very uh, passionate about something, and but I but I can't really say how, like I can't articulate what I want to say because I'm trying to keep myself from saying something that's going to, you know, really damage our relationship. So sometimes wow, I feel like I don't even make sense. You have things that want to damage our relationship? You want to well, I mean, like saying something that's mean because uh, I don't, because I, I can't get it out. Sometimes that happens, I have to say, because back in the day, before Jesus, I didn't care. I would go right for the juggler. I would go like there to like whatever. Why? Because I didn't care. Yeah, you did. You cared about hurting me. Why did you care? You cared about something. Nah, not so much. You cared not, about, I said you cared about hurting me. Yeah, but not so much back then because I was going to get my feelings. Across. But what I mean is, I mean, is you cared a lot about making sure I was hurt. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's how I mean, rephrase yeah. that. Yeah. That's, that was your goal. Well, when I was mad. You think yeah, you get her those diamonds for the 30th anniversary, guys? Anyway, so what I'm saying is, is that, um, yeah, there were so so sometimes I don't even know what to say because I don't want to say the things that my flesh wants to say. So I'm trying to keep quiet about that, but then I might not make sense. So then I just get frustrated and be like, ah, I just need to leave or so I need to walk outside or something or walk out of the room until I can get my. I had no idea you were this together. emotional. Maybe we should uh, have it go to a. Uh, go to a third party and begin no, to speak I'm about this. No, 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 no. Seem a little upset. I'm not talking about now. Oh, no. I'm talking about in the past. Okay. Why am I scared right now? Then? Why do I feel scared? Well, that's your own. Guys, fault. you guys feel scared? Who feels scared out there? Raise your hand. Give that's his own fault. Hey, but let me, let's go back to our, our topic. I'm just teasing. That's what I'm saying. Listen, I'm just teasing. But listen. Renewing your mind and your marriage. But I, like, listen, the very fact I was able to control myself just now as she was saying all that and not get offended. See, there's another, there's another great word. I'm going to keep pronouncing the O, offended. You're offended because offense comes from fear. Uh, everything stems from fear, guys. When you're offended, that means somebody has hurt your heart. And that means somebody has said something wrong or done something wrong. Yeah. You're going to hold on to that offense because you'd rather hold on to the offense than forgive that person. Because when you have offense, you have something over that person. You have a uh, you have power over that person yeah. because now they have to prove themselves to you so that you will forgive them. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what you have to do. Well, I wanted to put up this because it says from Riri, what if your spouse is difficult and doesn't want to improve the marriage? Let's stop right there. Hold on. Yeah. That's a great question, Riri. What if your spouse is difficult and doesn't want to improve the marriage? Why? Okay, I, I'm going to ask you this. Do you want to improve the marriage? Are you the only one that wants to? You're saying the spouse doesn't want to at all, but you're the good guy here and you want to do all the improving, but the person doesn't want to. Um, what I, all I would say to that is 
You do your best to improve your part of the marriage. Yeah. That's all you have control and over. And pray for your marriage. Yeah. Pray for him. Yep. You Oops. you you have to the only thing you have control over is you. Yep. I even 30 years of marriage, I have zero control over her. Maybe a little bit when it comes to buying some stuff, but that's about it. But even then, I don't um, have any control. No, we both buy we yeah, we, we don't even buy anything. We're we just don't. talking. We're just talking about it for the first time. Well, we don't really buy anything uh, big time. Uh, we have some stuff that we're excited about, but you know, a thirty thirtieth uh, anniversary, you got to like scrape our pennies together and buy something. But oh yeah, yeah. No, going back to that question though, all you can do in a marriage is improve your part of it, and your yeah. spouse will come along when they see the example that you're setting. Okay, and then also Rachel says this. What about pride? Pride is 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 a killer. It's a relationship killer. Pride is so obnoxious. I mean, seriously. I when I see pride, I want to punch somebody that is so prideful because it's so obnoxious. It is so um, like off putting. It's just it's just and what it is, it's like what are you prideful for? Like. What do you have pride about? Like, why are you prideful? Don't you know that pride comes before a fall? Why do you want to do that to yourself? Do you want to fall? Because the Bible is very clear about that. Pride is going to get you into a lot of trouble. Stop being, whoever it is, stop being prideful. It's not worth it. Um, man, it's just, it's not worth it. We work with a lot of people and we see that pride, you know, pride spirit and- come up and it is just, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back again and uh, see the the whole thing about pride. Pride is bad simply because Jesus says it's bad. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, beware of the fair, the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of the Pharisees was leavened bread. Leaven was a, uh, a grain you'd put in the bread and it would puff up the bread. It would puff it up. Jesus is constantly warning about puffing things up or being exalted or exalting yourself. Pride is an exaltation of yourself over something else, over somebody else. And the Bible even says pride comes before a fall. It's in the Bible. Yeah, it's in the Bible. That's in, I think it's in Proverbs. Pride comes before a fall because you're going to be so prideful. You're not going to listen. When you don't listen, you're not going to listen to that advice someone's trying to give you because you know it all, right? Pride is knowing it all or or exalting yourself above others. That is what pride is all about. That's why Jesus went to the Pharisees and he he uh, uh, rebuked them all the time saying, you brood of vipers, you, you are of your father, the devil, because all you do is think about yourselves and not, not God and certainly not the people around you. Could you imagine Jesus saying like, hey, you, Julianne, your father's the devil. Oh, what? But I want to add to that. So sometimes, yes, pride, but there's another thing that happens at times with people when they don't want to change, when they don't want to, they, they're afraid of change. They've done it this way for however long, and they don't want to see, they, they don't want to be flexible in changing. This is the way I do it. I, I can't do it any other way. Yes, there are times when I've had that, but you know what, though? What I love about having, what is that look? Debbie says my uh, facial expressions are priceless. So I'm making some <laughs> facial expressions for Debbie. No, there are times when That's I've for been Debbie. like Thank you, Debbie. I, there have been times when I have been like that. But I, what I love about having our daughters, uh, you know, in their 20s is that I will, I've learned to listen to their ideas. And oh, yeah. I have since they were like, like teenagers when they were old enough to really understand some things. So I was really able to say, okay, I'll try it. Not saying it worked every time, but I really let my guard down and I said, okay, well, you know what? Like with things with the internet and that kind of stuff, like maybe they do know something different. Let's try it. 
And it didn't always work out, but I really love the fact that I allowed them to at least see that, okay, we, mom tried it, we tried it, but it didn't work. So the old way was better. But sometimes the ego doesn't let you do that because this is how I do it. This is when I do it. This is what I wear when I do it. And, you know, all these things. And so that gets you into trouble. It really does. So are you willing to be flexible? That's in a relationship. Are you willing to be flexible? Or you're like, no, I dismiss you. This is how I do it. I'm not doing it any other way. Yeah, man, pride is a big I'm thing. I'm asking you that question. What do you ask? You, you, you didn't no. ask me anything. You, I said, yeah, you, are you willing to be flexible? Oh, yes, I've had to learn how to be no, flexible. How do you not be flexible in 30 years of marriage? Listen, we, when I say 30 years of marriage, Julian and I come from uh, families where our parents were divorced. Um, all of our siblings have been married and divorced, but we've never been divorced. We've uh, just married each other and that was it. And I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, look how cool we are, but we've only done that because we were Christ in our marriage and we were able to be flexible because he told us to be. But every day was not bliss. I mean, it wasn't like, oh my God, this is the uh, most amazing. I'm just learning this now. Yeah. So, I mean, don't think I didn't think know. That I thought it was bliss. We, thank God we stayed together, but there were many times where we might have decided differently mm -hmm. if, if Jesus wasn't holding us together. And listen, you know, I... Um, I get humbled all the time when I think about the Lord, because it's like, what do I know? I've only been here for 57 years on the earth. Didn't even start figuring a few things out till about maybe 10 years ago. So for only 10 years, I've had a few things figured out, but I've still got so much more to go. And, and I wish I had figured things out when I was um, much younger. And the figuring things out is this, go to the Lord to get the answer. Mm -hmm. Like literally, that is a figuring out. You made me think of that song. When I think about the Lord, you know it's funny. I, yeah, when you watch when you watch these movies um, about these young people, like young teenagers that are talking so articulately, like 16, 17 years old, but they have these very adult conversations. These are movies that are written by people in their forties and fifties, giving a, giving adult voices to kids. That's yeah. why all these kids in these movies seem so smart. You talk to actual young people; they don't really seem um, um, as articulate sometimes, and I certainly wasn't at that age either. But, you know, what I'm trying to say is the movies don't tell us the truth. The media sometimes doesn't tell us the truth. We don't know who to believe for the truth. But I yeah. do know this. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life. And the life. And he is. And, you know, the truth and he'll set you free. So, listen, yeah. we have to go pretty soon. But we do want to say healing your marriage is is is. Is happens by renewing your mind. You have to renew your mind to the things. Yeah, and not world. everybody that's watching has ha has a terrible marriage, but not at all. Or they might they might have, but but also this is renewing the the um, the the relationship, not just renewing you know your your marriage like renewing your vows, but like renewing your thoughts and how you handle things in your relationship. Oh, this is interesting. This guy uh, Brian. It says it requires two dead people to make a marriage work. It does. Wow. That's very profound. That's absolutely true. Because um, you've got to be dead to self when you are dead to yourself. And it doesn't matter to your flesh or to your pride or to anything. When it's just like, look, my job is to consider yeah. their point of view and their point of view only, not my own point of view. Then you and when you die, but to that's that, maturity. It that is. takes a lot of maturity. And so it there's so tonight we've talked about maturity. We've talked about flexibility. We've talked about all those things. And so they all apply. And talk about how uh, I, I just learned it wasn't bliss for 30 years. I exactly. was certainly so, under the impression that it was. I'm so, very upset, very hard. Um, you guys, I want you to think about that this week until we see you next week. Um, I want to just add really quick. Um, where'd that go? TV. 
Yeah. Okay, if I show a minor annoyance quickly, admitting that I was offended and apologizing is so simple. And I wish I would have humbled myself years ago. And you know wow. what, TV law, we all wish we would have humbled ourselves a lot, lot uh, a lot years earlier, ago. Yep. Years ago in our life. But mm -hmm. you know what? It isn't. So God says, hey, let's go from here. Where are you today? Let, let me take you from here to wherever you are and let's let's change your situation. Love you guys. We'll see you next week. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.